Hello, everybody. How you doing? Good afternoon. Good morning. Uh, I am your host today, Marquise. This is Cover for the Guys. Uh, how you doing today, Cuz? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm over here, y'all. See me talking like Gucci today. I got my wisdom teeth pulled and I'm pulling this through for y'all. So Hold I'm up. feeling good. Just ready to get into this with y'all tonight. What a stand-up man you are, big dog. And then we got <laughs> Ant in the house hanging out with us. How you doing today, Ant? Yo, what's poppin', y'all? I'm doing good. I'm ready to get into this after a ridiculous weekend of football. Really, the Sunday of football. It's great, though, it was. Yeah, that was low-key the best weekend football I've watched in a long time. Like, divisional round for sure, but best weekend football, period, in a long time. So, you know, for our first quarter segment, we had the Niners get the win against the Packers. The Niners, they're 4-0 and against Rodgers in the playoff. Ironically enough, Jimmy G is 5-1 and in the playoffs. Uh, what do you do if Jimmy G makes the Super Bowl? What do you do with Trey Lance, Terrence? It's insane to me to even think that this man has this level of success and they're still disrespecting him the way they are. Um I think what they want to do is this is going to boost up his trade, you know, value. So, because Kyle Shanahan ultimately wants Trey Lance to take over. So, I think this is just going to boost um, Garoppolo's trade value, and they're going to end up trading Garoppolo, and next year they're going to let Trey Lance just take over. Um, So, I think, like I said, they're going to get a range to Trey Lance next year. And Jimmy G is going to be headed elsewhere. I'm not sure where, but they're going to send him packing for sure. You know, the other crazy thing about it, I'm going to throw it to you, Ant, is that I was big on Jimmy G playing really good, you know, and I thought, like, you know, he wasn't really an issue. He ha- he is five and one this, this year. He is 5-1 and one in the playoffs, right? But I had to draw back and look, bro. This man don't be winning them games. He be damn near – I didn't I didn't know this, bro. So I was like, hey, Jimmy G is serviceable. He's a good and in the regular season, that is a fact. And he will win you games. But when I look at the playoff thing, yes, you're five, they're five and one. And I do think Jimmy G is better than those tiers of quarterbacks he's with, like in that tier level. Mm-hmm. But they're five and one. But this man, I think it was seven interceptions to five, four touchdowns, or something like ridiculous. It's more interceptions, his QBR is lower. Like, and what is that? What do you think about that? Like, if- I try to tell you this. That's what I want to. I just, I like you was you was in a group chat, Terrence, where I was like, "Yo, Jimmy G, not that guy." And you was mm-hmm. like, "Y'all disrespect Jimmy G so much." And I was like, "No, nah, he's just really not it." And, and Marquise was trying to give me the work for this. I'm happy you come around. I'm I'm happy you've come around because oh. <laughs> look look that that's what happened. I, I got to admit, I guess I was I'm, in the regular season. I'm right because he does do good, but he can't stay healthy. The playoff, I guess I'm wrong. And then they're just winning in spite of him. Because if I look, I went back and looked at it, it was like in key moments. That's when he was OK. Like, say, in the fourth quarter or something, that's miraculously. You, you know, when he plays his best, though, when it's not so scripted. When Jimmy can yeah. just go out there and play and it's not hey. This is the play we're going to run no matter what. When Jimmy G can go out there and he can do like, per se, like a more fast paced up tempo, maybe like if you like think of like in terms of like a two minute type of offense. Yeah. When he can go out there and like key moments, 
and like, hey, like, I need Jimmy G to lead a drive, he can do it because I think that's when he plays his best. But under Kyle Shanahan, it doesn't allow him to do that. Yeah. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. Because you said Jimmy G is – they disrespect Jimmy G in San Francisco, and I think San Francisco is the only place that consistently respects Jimmy G because they know what it is. Like, Jimmy G's record with Kyle Shanahan is like 35 and 15, right? With every other QB, Kyle Shanahan is 8 and 28. So it's like Jimmy G – is the floor for success because they have not gotten any replacement to do well without him. That being said, I think they will, if they get to the Super Bowl and they lose, they'll start Trey Lance and just keep it moving, trade him and get something back. But if they somehow win this Super Bowl with Jimmy G, he comes back for that last season on that contract and they try to run it back one more time. I like I think you got a point there. But another thing a lot of people forget in this offense, although Debo Samuels is amazing, he is amazing. He is a great uh, player to have in that system. He's a great player regardless because I feel like in other systems he still thrives. But they're missing a true number one in that offense. Like whether it's an Allen Robinson or a Mike Evans or like a – just because it would, it would require everybody to remain honest. You know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't go double – Kittle and double Debo, and then you got Jimmy sitting there like, well, damn, they're both doubled. Like, Brandon Ayuk is nice, but somehow him and Kyle Shanahan can't get on the same page. Like, you know what I'm saying? Look, I don't think that's a good enough excuse, right? Oh, no, yes. It's not a good enough excuse at all. (laughs) The way that they scheme and how proficient that run game is and how infrequently Jimmy G has to pass. Like that's the most, that's the most important part. You're like, they can't Mm -hmm. be honest. He barely passes the ball. Like I told you, he's like a 10 pass. It passes a game quarterback in the playoffs. Hey, that year they beat the Packers, bro. I remember pulling it up where Raheem Moisture had 225 yards, bro. The man threw the ball less than 10 times, bro. It was like 10 attempts, I think. Yeah. So like it, it, he he just has to that's the real problem and that's the reason why they're looking at trey lance because they're like we only ask you to pass like 10 times a game bro and like the two most critical of those 10 passes like the like amazing pass we need you to make like think emmanuel sanders wide open you hit him you win the super bowl pass you never you got me on his other passes, but that one, I'm not going to lie. I feel like Emmanuel Sanders stopped running, like, mid-route. Like, not full-on stop, but let off the gas because he probably didn't think it was going to him. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think you do that at that moment as a wide receiver. At I that moment, I think that game, you don't let up. Bro, I think playing a game, like you're saying, playing games that moment, but if we, like, ran that play back, it looks like if – like, if I showed Terrence because Terrence played receiver, it, it looks like he let off the gas – at some point in that route. Because if you knew, like you said, hey, yeah. you're getting it. Bro, oh, I he's been you, tail. <laughs> bro, I bet you, I throw a, what, 50-yard bomb post to Terrace. I'm like, hey, we got to win, and I'm going to just chuck it, and you got to just go get it. Like, any receiver is going to be like, bro, I, okay, I'm just going to haul ass and get there. Like, for instance, just look at the, the Cooper Cup route earlier with the Bucks. That was a step route. Like, that route's normally not even there. It, the steps that Matt had to take, I think it's 11 steps for Cooper to get back, like get his steps under him to even get going. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? But like, think about the red zone interception he threw against Green Bay. Oh yeah, like know. that's one of those passes where Kittle was wide open. You didn't throw it when you were supposed to throw it. You then threw it late. That's his interception. Cannot make. Yeah. And I like, like Ant saying, it was just late. And he and the thing was, Kittle was open for a minute. So that's what they're saying. They don't know if he didn't believe he could just bull it to him because the safety wasn't oh. there yet. If you don't think you can make the first pass, you definitely can't make that second one. <laughs> put in. Like, like if you don't, if you don't have confidence in your arm or hitting him wide open, right there down the middle of the field, you are definitely not squeezing it in that little ass hole on the move, like you, Patrick Mahomes, bro. Yeah, like that's his body that shit. Like that's a body movement you don't really see unless it's like Mahomes. You know, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, like those are the type of guys that do that like twerk movement where your feet aren't set. You're not that dude, Jimmy G. Hey, all right. You've never I mean, been that dude. I will say I was wrong on that. I will I will condemn Ant was right in the group chat. I was wrong. I had to go back and look at the stats again, and then they pulled up the record. Yeah, I was moving along. I was wrong on that. Good job. <laughs> got that one. Uh, I got a big question for Ant. Is it is it, it for Shicey Rogers and Green Bay? Just yes or no? Is it? It's probably yeah, probably. The cap situation is terrible, bro. Terrence, is yeah. it for Shicey Rogers? Yes, it is. All right, so, so this brings me to my next question. You know, I'm a big Rogers fan. Nick's a big Rogers fan. Does this hurt Rogers for the goat debate? And I'm gonna just go first. For me, it personally does because I used to say all the time, like, no, and he is more talented than Brady. I was like, if he can be in a situation where you know how people, this is a different sport, different altogether, but people would say LeBron could catch Jordan if he could get the four rings. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't necessarily ding him for not getting the, the six, you know? Like if you can get the mm-hmm. four, like Shaq would say, he gets the four, that's it. He clips the points, he's there. You know what I mean? And I looked at it, if Rodgers could reel off three, which I thought was is feasible, especially how that team is constructed off of last year and then going into this year, I was like, yeah, he, he should be able to rip off at least one out of the, these last two years. And he wasn't. I think it just hurts the point of being able to say he's the GOAT. Like, I just – I feel like I can't put him in the same conversation as Brady. And talent-wise, I feel like he's fine. But just, like, the the exits in the playoffs, the not trusting your other teammates, you know what I'm saying? You can't just throw the ball to Devontae Adams, bro. Like, they, they blew up the plays. You got Alan Lazard open. You got other receivers open. This man is trying to force feed – uh, Devontae Adams on that deep route where he just chucks it to Devontae Adams. The other receiver on the other side is open because the safety just went to Devontae Adams. Last year. That's exactly how they got eliminated last year against Tampa Bay. You remember that red zone possession where he just throws three ill-advised, completely covered passes to Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, why don't we go for it on fourth down? Because on the first you're gonna do the same shit. (laughs) On the first three, you made terrible decisions. And I get Devontae Adams is that dude. But come on. You have to you can't maybe maybe he's the boat, the best of all time. No, no, no. He can't be the boat. boat. He's not even top five. Bro, people, the thing is, look, I'm gonna throw something out there. People knock Dan Marino because Dan Marino got aired out in that Super Bowl, right? And if you ask older dudes, and I've watched, like, Dan Marino highlights when I was younger, lethal on the field, right? 
But then that's mm-hmm. just we're just talking about, and he don't even got a ring. We bring up Eli got two. We bring up Big Ben got two. There's somebody else I'm missing that got two. It's like, well, damn, Rob, like we know you're more talented than than them, but what is the problem? And you've had it's like you've gotten to that door, you know what I'm saying? Like you've been there knocking yeah, on plenty of opportunities. Yeah. So it's just I feel like it it leaves a sour taste. And you're kind of like, damn, bro, you know, especially somebody that goes hard for me saying like he's better than Brady. It's just like, I don't, you know, what do you, what do you think, Terrence? Top five anymore. I, like, I mean, he, he's definitely one of the, the best talented quarterbacks to play the game ever. But for me, I mean, I didn't consider him in the GOAT debate in the first place, honestly. But it definitely, for people that feel like they would have had a case for him to argue as the GOAT, it definitely um, tarnishes that for sure. Like, I feel like at this point, it's just a no go for that debate. Yeah, and, like, and you guys don't even think he, you think it's it. So, so it really is the end for the debate for him. Uh, well, if he goes somewhere else and like actually reels off, very similar to Peyton Manning, like in your second stop, if you go, you get to like two Super Bowls, you win one of them, that completely flips his conversation, right? Definitely, he was only able to get one in Indy, right? Because he mm-hmm. kept losing to Tom. And then he got to Denver back to back Super Bowls, wins the second one, even though like it was, he was on his last leg and it was mostly the Denver defense, right? But, like, he got to two more Super Bowls mm-hmm. in, in Denver, and he won one of them, right? Mm-hmm. And that flips his narrative a lot more from, like, yo, very good regular season quarterback, all the records, but he just couldn't get it done. Yeah. He got to the big game, what, four times at that point? Because he lost – he won one against the Bears, lost one against the Saints, and then he – Loses against Seattle, and then who do they beat? They got uh, Molly Walk, but they beat, beat the Pam and the Panthers. Yeah, they, they beat the yeah. Panthers, right? So like mm-hmm. it, it just it just shifts his conversation. But Rogers has only gotten there once. I don't. But the thing is, even if they trade him, like just talking about this now and like just addressing it, I don't see Green Bay trading him in the NFC, right? So you're screwed there because they're probably like, we don't want to play you. He, mm-hmm. bro. There's one through eight quarterbacks in the AFC. There's literally legit one through eight. And if you even land in the Broncos, you're with two of them. But what if you land with the Steelers? You're still with two more right there. That's cool. Because if he can do it in that situation, it changes his it, it changes everything. Look, you're check like, out. He went through the I mean, they gauntlet. Got the weapons. You're, he you're went saying, through the gauntlet. You're saying that, right? Look, hear me out. We're saying he's gonna get to you the Denver or the Steelers. You said the Steelers. The Steelers mm-hmm. are going to have to give up because the Packers aren't just going to wash their hands with Aaron. So the figure you, you just paid TJ Watt, right? They're not going to take TJ Watt from you. You wouldn't trade them anyway. Right. They can't take mm-hmm. salary back. They don't, they can't, they, their salary is fucked. Exactly. So, so it's not salary. Yeah. They don't want, they don't it, want your players. They want yeah. your. It's going to be hella picks and either somebody on a rookie deal. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm for instance, Mika Fitzpatrick hasn't gotten paid yet. They could be like, send us him. And give us picks. He ain't got paid yet. They I paid, paid him when he got traded over. No, he's on his rookie deal, I think. Check it real quick. Double check. But oh, I'm I thinking, I think he's on his rookie deal, right? So if you're Green Bay, hey, I know we got Adrian. They got, it's not Adrian Amos, is it? Yeah, it's Adrian mm-hmm. Amos. And then the dude I like. There's another safety they have. I can't think of his name. But he's a, he's a oh. uh, Darnell Savage. Mm-hmm. So if you look at that, Adrian Amos is getting older, right? So if you could be like, hey, swing us Mika and 
what three firsts or something? I don't know. They would probably send you Rodgers, but then the uh Mika Fitzpatrick is on his fifth year option, so he's an unrestricted free agent after this upcoming season, and he has a cap hit of 10 million dollars. I mean, that's better than Rodgers 40. Yeah, but they're 40 over. The yeah, cap. they're 40 yeah, over. They're 40 over to figure out Devontae <laughs> Adams, and they have to sign or oh, he's going to Adams. So oh, if he- they if they do something with Devontae Adams, it still gives them dead money if they try to trade him because they have to either tag and trade him or they have to re-sign him and then trade him, which will still create dead money on the books because they because they waited so long. Yeah, I think uh, what's his face was real. Uh, Adams is real ad- adamant on like, hey, if Rodgers ain't here, I'm damn sure probably not going to be here, essentially. He's not going to re-sign, but he yeah. can always be tagged and then you can tag and trade him. I think that's what's gonna happen because he's gonna be he's gonna yeah. be professional about it, but he's gonna essentially say, Hey, I want out. Like because you saw he pretty much dogged that game against Kansas City. I ain't gonna hold you. I like Devontae Adams a lot, but there were some balls that Jordan uh love threw towards him, and he just seemed like he just was disinterested. Like, <laughs> okay, you're not Aaron and bro. Nah, I'm not Jordan loving that guy either. So nah, not at all. So the he Packers, young. He young. I'm not gonna do that to him. He is young, he still got time. Did the Packers Try not to lose the game instead of playing the win. Offense only sc- scored 10 points. Yeah, yeah, they only scored 10 points. They didn't try not to lose the game. Aaron Rodgers lost the game. Like, they, th- it wasn't like their play calling was super conservative. He passed the ball. He just only passed the ball to Dump Boss, to Aaron Jones, and to Devontae Adams and ignored every other receiver in the route tree. So if you are only going to pass to one receiver or your running back, most of your passes will probably be short because the gonna... other half of your passes are dump off to the running back. And you ignored every other motherfucker on the route tree. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie. Aaron, Aaron Jones did the craziest shit I ever seen, right? He caught that go route and he stopped. Like he slowed down. Bro, just run in the end zone. What are you, what are you doing? He, did you see it? Like he caught it. Yeah. And let, and just, the safety's coming. He's like, oh. Like, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> That shit killed me. And I was like, bro, like that, that was a touchdown right there. But I hear what you guys are saying. So we had another big game moving off from the Packers game. We had the Who Day, you know, the Bengals. They beat the Titans 19 to 16. We had an interesting thing happen. The kicker says before he even was getting ready to kick the kick, I think he looked at Joey B. He says, looks like we're going to the AFC championship game. He said to Brandon Allen, I believe. Oh, my up. bad, my bad. Good correction, Terrence. <laughs> Provide us some uh, interesting statistics on this uh, shiesty kicker we have. Yeah, man, this man is goaded. So, hey, chill out. The best just league is just put y'all seatbelt on for this, man. So, this man is a rookie, right? He's already second place in all-time Bengals playoff scoring with 27 points, which is only 26 points from passing Jim Breach's all-time 53 points as a rookie kicker. <laughs> Insane, <laughs> <Bangle>. right? Bengal. <laughs> so. He was taken, obviously, in the fifth round, which a lot of people were skeptical about as well because they were like, you know, it's too early to draft the kicker. You don't even have to draft the kicker. You can get one from, you know, most kickers go undrafted. So um, he was drafted fifth round, 149th overall, which made him the 66th highest kicker drafted in NFL history. But he was the only kicker selected in this past season's um, draft. And... And just from, you know, um, some history from him coming back 
to the University of Florida. In uh, three years at Florida, he made 149 of 150 extra point attempts and uh, 51 of 60 field goal tries. So he set the SEC record with an 85% career field goal percentage. So McPherson also finished the season having made 46 of 48 PAT tries and 28 of 33 field goal kicks. So um, he came on. Um, well, he came one 50-yard field goal shy of tying Blair Walsh's NFL rookie record for field goals from 50-plus yards. McPherson made nine of 11 attempts. His nine successful kicks from 50-plus were the most among all NFL kickers in 2021. Insane. Only four rookie kickers in NFL history have made four field goals in a single game, and McPherson is now the only kicker to have done it twice making him the only kicker, let alone a rookie, to have two games in the same postseason with at least four main kicks. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I like how they do it. Like, they get in field goal range, bro. They're kicking. Like, they're kicking the field goal, bro. Like, they're putting points on the board. They're not leaving it like, oh, like, we go for it, whatever. We don't get it. They're like, no. You're taking the points. We're taking it's automatic, the points, damn it. Yeah, he's down there automatic. Yeah, that's pretty smart. I think it's dope to see because you got to look at it. For, especially because it's in the same division for, you know, the Ravens. I look at it like, damn, there's two good – like, we got a Hall of Fame kicker, and then there's a young, successful kicker that is accurate, bro. So, I think that's nice to see. We had some sad news, though. Joey B got sacked nine times, bro. We know he's the he was one of the highest sack quarterbacks in the league. I think he is the highest sack quarterback from the regular season. How do you feel about that, Ant? Like, is this sustainable? Well, it's not sustainable in this current iteration, but I think – the the like they'll come in, they'll come into this draft and first round pick will probably be the best offensive lineman on the board. It'll suck because they'll probably be like in the bottom four picks now, right? Yeah. So it, it won't be you unless they trade up, which I wouldn't be shocked if they trade up to try to move up in the draft to get the like one of the best offensive linemen on the board because of what I've seen so far, like the top four picks are all going to be defensive players. So I think it's not sustainable now. But Jamar Chase was clearly still the right choice, right? So they'll probably try to get somebody big in free agency because the Bengals actually are 40 mil under the oh, cap. That's so, so they're probably going to try to get, like, the best offensive lineman in free agency, right? And then try to get the best lineman they can in the draft. And similar to how you saw Mahomes get his entire offensive line reworked in one, one offseason, that's, like, the Bengals' first priority. Because they solved their pass rush issue when they got Trey Henderson, locked him up for four years. He gave him 14 and a half sacks this year, right? They got their running backs and mix in. They got their the wide receiver core is nutty, right? They got Carl Lawson back too next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like everything is set for this team to repeat their performance besides O-line, and they have all the money to fix it. So hey, Lawson, Lawson on the lost on the Jets. I forgot he left. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he on the Jets this year, but he did go out for the year too. I forgot. I don't know why I thought about that when you said that. I'm like, we ain't have to deal with Carl Lawson this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Trey Henderson signing was nuts, right? Oh, like, we're sure. paid he, off. He crazy. Tried the franchise record. Yeah, it, like honestly, and that's alpha. Like New Orleans not wanting to give him a second contract because he only exploded in his contract year. Yeah, so he was like banged up. I think the year before, so they were like yeah. hesitant. Well, like the three years before, he had like he probably never got over like five or six sacks in a season, and then like he went off for like thirteen his yeah. contract year, and they were like, 
that's yeah. fishy. And they were like, <laughs> <laughs> and the Bengals was like, take the motherfucking bag for yeah, your 65 mil. And he was like, yeah. I think Listen, the way I'm looking at it is Joey B is Cincinnati's Ferrari. You got to protect the Ferrari. Yeah. I mean, we know he has a bright future and the way things are looking now, it's going to be hell to pay in the AFC with Joey B for a long time. So that's like, like, just like Ant said, O-line has to be the number one priority this offseason. I wouldn't be shocked if they did something like a signing trade with Jesse Bates. I feel like he he could get you some value sending them somewhere. You know what I mean? Like you said, he's a free agent this offseason. Yeah, but a signing trade, like you sign him and then you send him like a, a friendly deal for whoever wants him. And like, say, I don't know, a team like the Cowboys that need a safety. Because yeah, the Bengals signed that deal. Why would he sign that deal? Yeah. I mean, maybe you could let him in on where he wants to go. Like, hey, give me five places. You never get a sign and trade in the NFL usually unless you tag and trade them. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, tag and trade them. I, he'll be he'll be mad as fuck, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm saying because they 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 screwed it up with the picks. Like you like you said, they're winning and they're gonna get a late pick. We know defense is first, and then the guards are going to be gone. Like, guards and those tackles are there. You're going to need a solid one. So, Jesse Bates, is I feel like, is your only real option. Because you're going to sign C.J. Uh, Uzma. You're going to sign him again, bring him back. All your receivers are under contract. You don't got to worry about Joe Mixon. Joey B's where he's at. Your defense, for the most part, is, is solid. It's just Jesse that you have to pay. You could probably bring in another safety is what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? Bring in a safety. Chris Harris Jr. is going to be a free agent, so you can bring in a veteran corner, like, and just be like, okay, well, we'll do away with the safety, so we can get a. You need, like Terrence said, to protect Joey Joe Joe Burrow. Yeah, they, got, they can bring in somebody like Kyle Fuller who didn't necessarily play that good last year too. What do you say, Ant? Uh, the thing is, like, they got the money, so like, oh, they got so much money. I'm so gonna like, be the- whoever. Who are the top free agency uh, offensive linemen? Uh, uh, Brandon Sh- Sharif from football, the football team. He's a right guard. I wouldn't be shocked. Listen, just go to the whole Cowboys roster. <laughs> yeah, like Jason Kelsey is a free agent, but he's a little old. Ryan Jensen is a free agent. Like, like there are some dudes out there that you can just grab. Like they just got the money to like not have to, mm-hmm. like to just pay. Just yeah, you got the bag. They- Use, I mean, they are notoriously cheap, the Bengals, but like they got the bag. Use it. I think they're yeah, gonna. They have get, to. I think they're gonna get old boy from uh the football team because he got tagged last year. He's out of there. I think they're gonna sign him, and then I don't see them getting Jensen, but maybe Kelsey because he's a vet. They could sign him for like a two year deal, and then go draft a rookie center to you know, hey, you learn under him kind of type type ordeal. But it's good. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be the first Ravens fan to say you like say to you that shit is gonna be kind of. It's going to worry me a little bit going forward. Like <laughs> like Ann said, they have so much money they to do. spend this year. And before, like, it even – that's what? Three years before money even gets tight for you, essentially? For Joe? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. The window is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blow the bag. And, with Joe, like, this is what every NFL team would love to do, right? You blow the bag when you got the rookie quarterback. Stack up the chips if you can. And then, like, figure it out down the line. You see every iteration of that, like team, multiple teams have tried to do it. Like the Chiefs succeeded with Mahomie. You had the Ravens tried it. The Bills tried it. And Josh just got the bag. Mm-hmm. 
so it's gonna be crazy going forward. Uh, I got a question. What do you guys think about the Titans quarterback situation? I was one of those people that got this false claims and false stat- stats about Ryan Tannehill being all this who a who a dude. Listen, that's that's Nick boy. That's Nick boy. That yeah, bro. Nick and Chuck had me thinking that Tannehill was like <laughs> that. Much how like I just believed myself that Jimmy G was like that. Yeah, I think they got to get out of there, out of that situation. What you think, Ant? Tannehill is a serviceable quarterback, so I don't think you rush out of there. He is. He is like, think about it. Think about it the same way you think about Jimmy G. If you get rid of Ryan Tannehill, who is his replacement? Anybody. Anybody in that tier you can replace. Anybody. No, it can't just be anybody because if it could just be anybody, like Marcus Mariota would have been successful before him. They didn't want to pay Marcus. Why? They paid Tannehill with no problem. But they didn't want to pay Marcus because Marcus was they not. Did. They really that. did. They really did. That's what that. I'm trying to say. Like, Tannehill is at that level of quarterback where, yes, there are quarterbacks better than him, but who are they and how do you get them? Because his, like, win, like, think about wins above replacement, right? Like, who is his replacement and how do they elevate this team better than he has? He has a good rapport with your number one receiver, A.J. Brown. He works well in your offensive scheme. Hey, this is going to sound crazy. I take Jared Goff. Look at what I'm saying. You're going to tell – no, look, look. The difference in cost. That is a difference in cost. You are – you're right there. But you're going to say to a man that got to a Super Bowl, like we always bring up with Todd Gurley, just rushing the ball crazy. And you're going to give him – They both got mil, though. Huh? They both got 100 mil. Exactly. You're gonna give him Derek. You're gonna give him Derek Henry, who next season is gonna be healthy, back in back in Derek Henry shape. I'm just saying that was Tannehill's game to win. Essentially, you threw into triple coverage, so I don't even. Two of those picks were not his fault. Like two of them were not. One of them probably shouldn't have been a pick at all. And the last one, the receiver, it hit his fucking hands. Well, he threw a pick on the first play of the game. He he did. He did. That one was absolute ass. I agree. I didn't get to see it because I was just coming home from Fogo. But you Mm -hmm. was like first pick of the game. That one was on him. But the second one probably shouldn't have been a pick. And the third one, it hit the receiver. The third one. The third one, he shouldn't have thrown the deep. Even have thrown it, but he did, and he got the receiver in his hands. Bro. I don't give a fuck what you say. If he hits you in your hands, and we pay you millions of dollars, you catch that shit. It's not like he threw it and the corner jumped it because it was a bad throw, or he missed the receiver. He got it in a tight window, and that he shouldn't have thrown anyway. But he threw it. He hit it. And he hit the receiver in his hands, which meant he completed a very high difficulty throw. And that nigga muffed it and went in the air and they picked it off. Like I'm, that is not on Tannehill. You, but the thing is, if you're going to throw that throw, you're saying he shouldn't have thrown it at all. Who are you throwing that throw to? Be honest. I don't know that nigga's okay, name. Okay. Thank you. You ain't throwing it. But it hit him in his hands. You're in the NFL. It hit you in your hands. You got to catch it. No, I, I hear you you right. And Terrence knows you right. I know you right. But the thing is, I'm not throwing that difficult of a throw to a receiver I don't know. Now, you telling me to throw that throw to Julio Jones and A.J. Brown? Okay, I'm going to do it. You get what I'm saying, though? Like, the, the decision-making there made no sense because it was like, bro, you got two weapons. And I'm going to be honest, yeah. neither one of those corners on Cincy is covering either one of those weapons. That's one of those things where you got to look, okay, bro, like, let's get you the ball because we got to get you the ball. 
this jumps into the next question. Was the Julio trade a bad investment for your Tennessee Terrence? Yes. Like, <laughs> I don't even got to say nothing else. Yes. All right. And what you think? <laughs> got robbed. They gave up a second for like four games of Julio Jones. You think they're going to put him back on the market, bro, and just see if someone else will take him to get something uh, back? No, 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 no. No one else is going to – like, well, maybe for like – if you want to try to get a fifth or sixth rounder back, sure. Bro, I'll give you a third right now. No, you will not. No, you will. Maybe you will, but no, <laughs> like no smart GM will. It's not like Julio Jones, we know when he's on the field, is still amazingly talented. The problem is – he can't stay on the field. And not like Jimmy G can't stay on the field. We're talking about like six weeks at a time. Like <laughs> yeah, it, it is pretty crazy. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I hear y'all. It's just crazy to see that. Oh, rob them niggas mask off. I'm telling oh, you. definitely. It's crazy to see that <laughs> drop off because he he's a he's a Hall of Famer without question. But uh moving forward to our halftime segment, Stafford and the Rams win against Tom and the Bucks 30 27. I'm letting you know I watched this game live. I watched all the games live. This shit was crazy, bro. What do you think about how the Bucks played defense on that last play, Terrence, with Stafford getting the game ceiling throw to Mr. Triple Crown himself being covered by a safety? It's it's insane to me that this man was really that open. Oh, like, you know what's crazy? That's a dummy route. Like, his route is just supposed to decoy everybody so he can throw to the tight end. It's literally meant, hey, you're going to go with him, I'll throw it to the, the tight end. The safety had his back turned to him. Everybody else. Yeah. Bro, yeah, the, the safety, safety had his back turned to him. Bro, Winfield was, like, flat-footed at him running out. Bro, what do you do? Turn, bro. Like, just run to the ball. Like, he literally was, this is Cooper Cup coming? He's like, oh. Oh, <laughs> like he, he turned. I think it was a lot of bad play calling on that last play. And I think it looked bad on a veteran like Levante David, even though he didn't get the call for the blitz or not. I think seeing that, hey, they need a field goal to beat us and not recognizing, well, maybe I should just pick up someone in coverage if I'm not going to go. Like he didn't even look undecisive. He just didn't go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, let me go over here to get the and then go. He just was like, oh, well, he doesn't a tight end chip him. And then take off. And when the tight end takes off, he's like, oh, I can get this. Like, well, he, what he should have did is what you're saying. He should have chipped the tight end or Cooper. Like, as soon as they got off the line, be like, boom. And then he could have blitzed, like we we're saying, or he could have just trailed behind him and led him to the safety, which would have made more sense. But the only person that knew what they were doing on this defensive play was Jordan Whitehead. He knew he had to get the tight end, but he immediately went to the tight end. <laughs> I, I mean, look. Matt Stafford showed people that y'all got to put some respect on his name. He did. He did. That's so a fact. Are we on? I, I'm saying it's blown coverage with a great with a great ball. Blown coverage with a great ball for sure. Yes, definitely. That 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 play. Uh, a lot of analysts were talking about it. Even Dan Orowski, who's the biggest Matthew Stafford fan, he even said <laughs> like that route you don't get all the time. Like that's not a route that a defense just gives you especially in the middle of the field, you know, the outside, outside the numbers, that's a route, you know, like, okay, he just beat Especially him. to the best receiver in the game. Oh, that's what – I was, like, so confused at that. I'm like, why is nobody covering him? Like, what are you y'all doing? Yeah, I can't explain it. 
Like well, I, I can't explain it. Yeah, I, I can't explain it either. Uh, so we're going with it was a blown coverage with gr- a great ball. We all on the same page with that. Yeah, yeah all right. I think so. All That's right, the Jerry Goff misses though. Yeah, probably maybe. And that's why he ain't there no more. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He proved why they, they, they went and got him. He proved it like, hey, you know, that's why we got him. Uh Cam Akers fumbles almost cost the Rams the game. And don't get me wrong, Cooper Cup fumbled, but Cam's were definitely worse. I mm-hmm. thought it was super dope that Sean McVay showed how great of a coach he can be and is already going forward because he Cam came back from an injury. Remember, Cam's supposed to be done for the season. Yeah, it was. He came back early for the run, and he looks great, and he came back early. But it would have been different if Cam was there the whole year and was fumbling like that, and I would have pulled him from the game. But Sean put faith in it, like, you know, I know how hard you work to get back. I'm going to just trust you. And I think, like, in that moment, it was big because maybe, like, granted, Cam Akers fumbled again, but <laughs> – that part, that part. <laughs> no, but he, me out. He, he did fumble again. But I think this yeah. next game, it gives him confidence. Like, like, look at it in this standpoint. I, I, like, I fumbled the game away for us, right? But my coach trusted me enough to be out there. He still put me out there. So I'm betting Cam Akers gonna come out this next game out the gate hard because you gotta think your head your head coach yeah. for you terrence you know what i mean like that shows like oh i got a lot of faith in you and i respect that you even mm-hmm. tried to come back this year because in all reality he shouldn't i don't know if he should be out there i ain't gonna lie to you i mean he look healthy he, he do look crazy but i don't know bro this is mcveigh is that type of coach though mcveigh isn't a belichick type of guy right where belichick is like bro if you fuck up once sit, sit your ass down we good like, Literally, the never been that type of dude. Like, Bray is the type of dude who trusts his talent and like it fills that talent with the confidence, which is how Jared Goff, with all his limitations, got that contract. So, like, it's two sides of the same coin. Is it like it's a little bit too much optimism and faith in him? But that is always good for the player, right? Yeah, because that confidence is what make it, which helps yeah. him. Out. Yeah, I like it. I like it. What you think, Terry? Like yeah. So did Michelle would have got 30 carries if they was in New England in that game. <laughs> oh, definitely. Cam, Cam Records would be on uh on just inactive. Like he ain't even gonna... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's insane. Like, I guess it's good for his confidence going forward, but it's like okay, like. You know, you definitely got to protect the ball, my boy. I put you back in there because I got 15 you from the end. <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy, honestly. I didn't know. Oh, they almost lost, too. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like, when I was watching it, I'm thinking if he scores before half, like when they were at the, what was it, the five yard line? I'm like, oh, this is a wrap right here. Like, he scores, I'm on the couch, geek. You know, I ain't want the Bucks to win. I'm sitting there, I'm like, damn, bro, what is you doing, bro? Like, what? He what so you had that happen. Uh Matthew Stafford missed some throws like in the fourth. Cooper Cup fumbled again. It was like they just were throwing the game away, like essentially just like here, take it, bro. Like just take it. Because I'm gonna be honest, if they would have went to OT, Tom walking them down. Like it's whoever got the ball. If Tom got the ball, it's over. You know that. If Tom gets the ball, it's over. 
Also, Mike Evans finally got the best of Jalen Ramsey. I hey, want to talk about. Yeah, we we gonna we gonna get there, but we All gotta right. we gotta address Mr. Odell himself. This man did. I've seen this happen before, but not in the aspect of he the catch he had on the sideline. It was a sideline catch. He caught it, bobbed it, and then just palmed it. Like I've seen, <laughs> I've seen dudes like bobble it, bro, and just be like, "Okay, I got it," and just hold it. He bobbed it, was like just like this with the ball, and just went to the ground. I'm like, this nigga's showing off, bro. <laughs> I mean, look, if he if he had tried to like get it back in two hands and whatnot, they might have ruled that it incomplete. Like the palm in it was probably like. Because of how oh, secure it was in one hand, it oh, made that like without a oh, doubt. Oh, ain't no way you ain't catch that. Ain't no way. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. Exactly. Bro, he just stuck. He was like, Nink. I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> and they were they were talking about it today on ESPN. Uh, they're like, bro, he has some sure like hands. They're like, yeah, he'll get some drops, but like he uses his hands to catch the ball. Yeah, a lot of receivers like, use their body. Yeah, they're like, he always locks the ball in. He's like, that's why he he's able to pull off these insane catches. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, bro. So I remember just seeing that live. I was like, bro, what? Like, yeah, he never like, left. No, never left. Oh, no, wasn't the problem. <laughs> I, I I think it's gonna be real interesting. He's a he's gonna be a pendant free agent. You know, Randall mm-hmm. uh, Robert Woods is gonna be back for them next year. So maybe Odell like maybe goes to San Fran. Maybe he just keeps it pushing somewhere else. We'll have to stay tuned for that. But uh, Ant brought it up. We got to give the praise to Mike Evans. I got to give the praise to Mike Evans. I said for them to the Bucks to win, Mike needed two tubs or a tub and, like, 100 plus yards, he definitely got the best of Ramsey. Ramsey's the best corner in the league. I don't think Mike Evans is the best receiver in the league or top five, but he showed, like, if they would have won, it would have did even more because at the end of the day, Mike Evans is a Hall of Famer just off what he's one one player. Straight 1,000-yard seasons, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a Hall of Famer, no problem. But I think it was this game was for him to earn his respect about people, like, either forgetting about him or just thinking, because he doesn't have good games against the top corners. I'm not going to lie to you. Against Marshawn. Jalen Ramsey. Huh? Jalen Ramsey been locking that boy. No, Marshawn Lattimore been having him in a chokehold, bro. Oh, yeah. I guess a lot of a lot of top corners been locking his ass. <laughs> bro, that man, ever since that man pushed Marshawn man, Lattimore, bro, Marshawn Lattimore, you think this man done killed his sister or something, bro. He see that man on the field. Lattimore might get, I mean, Evans might get like four receptions and maybe a tub, like maybe a tub, bro. So it's just, it was nice to see him do that. It was, it's pretty dope. I even, even on that route, he beat Ramsey was crazy, bro. Like, yes, the touchdown one. Yeah. Cause Ram, Ramsey was playing it safe. Cause Ramsey knows like if he gets behind you, Mike Evans is fast enough. Like he's gone. bro. Mm-hmm. So Ramsey would play him off. And then there was one play he beat the other corner. I think it's a uh, Darius Williams. The other corner they have, I know his last name is Williams, bro. Yeah, I don't know why this, I don't know why he tried to press him. That corner is like five ten, bro. Mike yeah, Evans, bro. Mike Evans is six five, bro. He's just boop. I was like, bro, what are you doing? As soon as he did that, Jalen Ramsey was like, bro, switch. Like Jalen went to the other side. Jalen came back and was like, yeah, no. he did. <laughs> he was like, no, we're not doing this. Bro. And then yeah, he got worked on. Jalen got worked on that play. And then the other weird thing is yeah. that corner was guarding Scotty Miller in a press, bro. What are you, bro? If Tom would have looked the other way and sent Scotty on a go, it's a wrap. What are you? Yeah, it's Scotty Miller. No man and run a four, like a four three four four. What are you talking about? But yeah, we got to give it up to Mike Evans. I think uh, he definitely cemented. Like, I don't know. He just got his respect that game. That's how I would look at it. How are you looking at it, Chance? Yeah, I'm just looking at it. I mean, that's just something he had to do. He got to show up in big games, especially in a game where. 
you're missing a bunch of key pieces, such as, hey, we lost Antonio Brown. Uh, Chris Godwin's not here. You know, Leonard Fournette's back, but is he the same Lenny? And you yeah. got, you know, Mike Evans. I mean, obviously you got Gronk, who was Tom's security blanket, but, you know, in these games where it's a big game and you have a guy on the other end that you're battling with, like a Jalen Ramsey, Marshawn Lattimore, you got to show up for your team. Like you said, 100 plus receiving yards, at least one touchdown or so. And he did that. You well, just got to dominate. He did that. He had eight receptions, 119 yards in the tub. So I thought if he did that, mm-hmm. they were winning. Like I had like five keys to success. Close. <laughs> Bro, it was for, I, forget, I forget everyone, but it was like Vita Bay getting two sacks. He had one sack. It was a rushing yeah, game. You put showing. it on Twitter, I believe. Yeah, it was a rushing game showing up. Uh, I think no turnovers. And then whoever had to guard Odell locked Odell up. Obviously, that didn't happen. And then, mean, Odell only got like six for 69. He ain't go crazy. Is that is that is he a six for sixty nine? Is that not like you not stopping him though? You know what I'm saying? I yes, you ain't stopping him, but Odell is Odell. Like if he ain't if Baker Mayfield is not the quarterback, that's about a good day for stopping Odell Beckham. Like there's some dudes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's there's true. just some dudes that are so talented. Like did you like that's a good day for guarding Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. Yeah, honestly, like seven targets, and he caught six of them or something like that. So basically, every time he threw the ball his way, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, yeah, Mr. Triple Crown himself had a day too. I'm gonna be honest, he had nine receptions for 183, and obviously the touchdown early on. So he was just all electric. He's he's crazy, bro. So moving on to our fourth quarter segment, we had a Josh. Allen, my homeboy, shoot out, light it up type game. How did you see this game, Terrence? What is your thoughts on the game? Man, watching this game was insane. I picked the Chiefs to win this game, but I feel like the Bills ultimately, okay, Bills and maybe the OT rules failed Josh Allen. Like, to have that type of performance that he had and that he's been having throughout this playoffs, and to go out like that, I mean, 13 seconds. Bro, 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 13 seconds. I remember looking. I'm like, bro, ain't no way they're getting down the field in 13 seconds. No, my thing was, I'm, when I'm sitting there watching the game, obviously, I'm like, okay, it's Patrick home. Like, I always felt like with Tom Brady, I don't care how much time on the clock. We get the ball, we got a chance, right? Patrick Holmes, I feel like this is a different type of offense. They got a chance to get the ball any time. So they got the ball back. And I'm watching them line up in their guard and the sideline. I'm like, bro, they have timeouts. What are you doing? So it's just insane to me. It was a great game, though. Like, I, I really enjoyed it as a football fan. But I really feel like Josh Allen put on a spectacular performance and the Bills let him down. Bro, not only did they, it was 13 seconds. They did the craziest shit I ever seen, bro. They didn't man up on Tyreek Hill, right? They left Tyreek Hill in those 13 seconds, the most space you could leave somebody that you can't play, like, tag with because you can't tag them, all the space in the world to catch the ball. Like, Mahomes essentially just had to look and go, here, bro, go. Yo, he threw up the he threw up the deuces to a dude in front of him. Not bro, that's, him, in front of him. That's disrespectful. That's, he saw the dude in front of him, and he was like, oh, yeah, this nigga can't catch me. Bro, that is something. <laughs> That, hey, that let bro, me. Bro, he was looking at him like this. Bro, that <laughs> let me know he mentally is not all there. Cause I was like, bro, what? Like, 
What if you don't get the end zone, bro? Jit said. He said he can't. He said this dude can't fuck with me, bro. Bro, the angle of it, they blew up the angle of like both of the times people missed him. The one for the touchdown where he peace signed him, they said, bro, this Mm -hmm. is a terrible angle, but you could at least still push him. They're like, why didn't you try to push him? So you got that one, and then you got the one where the three defenders are in front of him, and he's kind of like, oh, hello. (laughs) That man is stupid fast, bro. It's like it don't make no sense to be that fast. Oh, I, and then you had the, the Kelsey play where uh Kelsey they had the play call and he looks back mm-hmm. home like I'm not running that. <laughs> and then Mahomes <laughs> like, okay, do it. <laughs> but like, they love that. That's they that's their magic, though. It's yeah. like, when yeah. they want to go backyard ball, you know Travis Kelsey is so smart, he's gonna find the open spot. Mahomes mm-hmm. don't need to know where you like when he sees you he's like oh i i, I can got connect yeah. yeah it don't matter where he is or where i am on the field i'm confident that if he gets open i can i can make that throw cuz like that's what that like that's the like off body off platform whatever he's like it don't matter where i am or where he is i can make that throw bro it was just dope to see cuz you could see like their relationship in that moment like he's like nah i got you and then mm-hmm. him delivering the ball it's nice to see and then you could tell like travis helps him he helps travis but that game to me also showed how much of a difference there is with mahomes and everybody else like i think josh allen is two i definitely think josh is two i think three i'm gonna be honest maybe it's bias i'm going lamar but i'm going if joey b gets a super bowl Joey B is third. Joey B is will be third. And then honestly, you can't forget about, you know, we got Watson out there. He, him and Lamar could be third and fourth. Like it, it could be a flop. It could be Watson third, Lamar fourth. And then Joey B's fifth automatically. I don't care what anybody says. Herbert's sixth. You know, Herbert's offense is somewhat like her, uh, somewhat like Burroughs, you know. Like he should be able to make sh- stuff happen, but his defense can't stay healthy. That's not no, because Herbert has a great offensive line. Like, they draft yeah. great yeah. linemen in the draft. They basically did uh, – the the Bengals are about to do what the Chargers did last year in the draft. Sign mm-hmm. a great they, – they got the Packers center, who was the number one – Corey Lindsey. Corey Lindsey. And then they got a first-rounder uh, to play like – Charles Slater. Yeah, right tackle. Like, the Bengals are about to do yeah. what – they just did for uh, Herbert. Yeah, that leaves a lot because if you think about it, Herbert, what we said, Herbert's at six, right? And then mm-hmm. that's one through six, seven. I don't know who you, whoever you can put there. Maybe it's fucking. We ain't talking Baker. about Rogers yet. No, I'm talking about in the AFC, AFC, just the oh, AFC. AFC. So uh, then, you know, that's probably it, one through six of what you got to run through. Baker in there, if you can make a comeback, he's probably at seven. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Terrorism. Hell no, don't even put him top 10, is it? Yeah, so I just look at it like that's a gauntlet to have to run through. I think if Joey B pulls off the miraculous and gets in and wins, boy, it's going to be. Derek Carr is better than Baker Mayfield. Who? Oh, definitely. Oh, 1,000%. I was just going one through six. Yeah, I was just real. It's Carr. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like one through six, seven would be Carr, not Baker. It can't, can't be Baker. Derek Carr is better than that nigga. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. So, 1,000%. <laughs> uh, all right, let's – before we get that talk going, you know we'll have the uh, the quarterback tiers and everything set up for you guys in the summer when we run through and we'll bring Anna on and everything. I got to show you guys something crazy. 
Gabe Davis, he sent Mike Hughes to see God on a Sunday night. It's probably the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. We're going to pull it up for you guys so you can see it. Uh, I just, I don't, it left me speechless, to be honest. I've never been left speechless, but you guys see what I got up right now? Yep. Yep. All right, let's run it for the folks at home and people on YouTube that watch us. And all day, but watch the route up top. 13, right there, Davis. Oh, my goodness. And then he does the same thing that he did to the corner. Right up at the top. Oh, he's out there. Ooh. Bro, it's funny every time. It's never not funny. <laughs> Match the mangles. Bro, it looked like Casper the Friendly Ghost pushed this man in the chest or something, bro. He threw. I was like, bro, Gabe Davis, he had himself a day. He had eight receptions for 201 yards, four touchdowns. Had me. I was like, damn, bro, because I play Madden. On Madden, he's crazy. So I was like, damn, bro. He, I, like, I knew he was good, but I'm like, damn, he's really like that. And uh, obviously, the Chief, the Chiefs lost Tyrone Matthews, so they definitely had a hole in their defense. Uh, what do you? Where was Stephon Diggs, Terrence? That's the question for you. Where was Diggs? I mean, honestly, I just think Gabriel Davis was just having a night. The connection. I feel like Josh Allen is the type of quarterback who can get hot with different people. He don't necessarily have to be like a Aaron Rodgers, let me force feed Devontae Adams. Like, he does have, you know, guys who I've seen cook up, so I know what they can do. So, you know, Dawson Knox, Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, Manuel Sanders, even as Isaiah McKenzie. He cooked us, had a career day against us. So, you know, I've seen Josh Allen have, you know, great connection and great performances with others other than Stefan Diggs. So I feel like any given Sunday, honestly, any one of the other guys can have a great game. And that just goes to show that it can happen any given Sunday. Like I said, like he had a day. Stefan Diggs was, it won't hit night. <laughs> yeah, I'm seven yards. I'm on his night. I'm going to say, like Sarah said, it wasn't his night, or maybe they just weren't getting him the ball because he only had, what, four targets? Caught the ball three times for seven yards? I feel like they schemed it up great. Like, it seemed like Josh Allen knew he was going to be able to go there. Even like, okay, I remember um, on one of the plays, Gabe Davis ran the slot on the touchdown to be caught. He ran kind of like a skinny post. It was wide open. It was a hole right there. So I feel like the scheme, too, has something to do with it because you know they're going to focus on Stephon Diggs. But I feel like the scheme, too, like they – Play calling was great. Like Josh Allen got a cannon, he he gonna hit him. So yeah, it let it let any them, space. Yeah, it let them take advantage of not having Tyron Matthew. I think that was great. I mean, I think Diggs. There was definitely situations where Diggs was probably open because Gabe Davis caught eight. Josh threw the ball what damn near forty times. Yeah. So I definitely think there was room to get Diggs the ball, but you guys did score, so I get it. But I don't. I think like how Tyreek Hill is a difference maker for the Chiefs. There's definitely a way you got to get Diggs the ball. But like we said, they scored, so it's kind of hard. Like I got like the question is, do you think if they involved Diggs more, they would have won the game? No, because they kind of force feed them with us. Yeah, they scored every drive. So unless they get the ball in OT and then don't score on that drive, then I could have been like, no, you got to get that man the ball. Because let's be honest, there's not a corner on the Chiefs roster that's putting that man in a chokehold. Like we just y'all just stuck y'all just stuck to the game plan, and Gabe Davis had a career night, which ain't a problem. But I just I, – I want Chiefs fans to know there's not a corner on that roster that's checking Stephon Diggs. Oh, they know that. You ain't got to tell them that. <laughs> yeah. 
Say no that. <laughs> uh, do you guys think that uh, Tyreek Hill peace out is a taunt? By the rules, a taunt. Hundred percent. Yeah, one thousand. He has to get a glove so he could do this with the peace sign on it. It's a hundred percent a taunt, but I am a hundred percent okay with the refs not calling it because we don't want them to interfere in that area of the game. Because you got to think at the beginning of the season they threw a ton of those penalties. By like week nine or ten, they really like stopped throwing those penalties altogether. Like yeah. you ain't seen many of them. It's just more of the obvious ones, like Eli Apple standing over um Tannehill after you trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like Brady got one, but Brady got one for going at the ref. Like he got a basketball tee. He really got like a basketball style oh. tee. He was like, bro, Eli Apple ain't got room to call nobody trash. <laughs> bro, that man really should did. be at the landfill. He's so ass. Listen. Bro, he- Hey, that man Brady really did get in that rest face for get, taking that hit from Bond, bro. Jit was like, "Hey, you die!" Bus flip and everything. He's like, "You got like a basketball style tee." Like bro, that, that almost never really happens in the NFL. They be like begging the ref to be like, "Come on, bro." Brady was like, "Look here, you must like." He's like, "Listen, <laughs> bro, that man, listen here, Buster. These motherfuckers and busted my lip, bro." <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's definitely a taunt. We're all on the same side that two best AFC quarterbacks are Josh Allen and Mahomes, and I think it's Mahomes yeah, with some extra, know. extra oomph. Um. Yeah, so he showed out. Got a lot of respect for me in that game. He went. Yeah, yeah, he showed out. Yeah, I used to say Josh and Lamar were right there and there. I think Josh showed the difference, and Josh, I don't. Mean, I just. I don't think the difference in like obviously Josh Allen has a bigger arm. That's not a question. I think Josh has a bigger arm. It's just like of how he just took command of that offense and just was like, hey, we're what so- it really is though is the Bills have been playing more complimentary football as well, and Josh Allen's development as well because, yeah. like you said, he has to be armed. He he used to just be you know chunking up down the field, ill advised throws, but now like when he gets his three step drop, he looks it's not there. Singletary. Bro, but, they did they did right by him too with the how they his progression because that first year, mm-hmm. remember, like oh he's a bust, right? Second year, I think Brian uh pool or McDowell or I forget the dude's name. What's his Brian name? Dable? Brian Dable, yeah, the offensive coordinator. I don't know why I couldn't say yeah. that. He's there, right? <laughs> he develops, they get digs. So then you see Josh take a leap. You're like, oh, the offense opens up even more. And it's like, okay, now, but Brian Dable, he's on the he's He's uh he's taking oh. might take the coaching job for the Giants. He might. He's in a lot of people's like. If it's not the Giants, it's probably somebody else. Yeah. So like, does that? Do you think that makes Josh Allen? He might regress next year, or like, does the offense? Does it take a hit? You know, the offense might get worse. I'm not sure Josh Allen regresses, right? Because a lot of what they fixed for him was like mechanics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, it's what made him a more accurate passer. Like, they fixed a lot of his mechanics. His decision-making got better. He just got more understanding of the league. If As long as his mechanics stay tight, like, the problem will be, oh, your schemes aren't as good. The play calls aren't as good. Because mm-hmm. Sean McDermott is a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not doing none of that. Like, that's the thing. Like, Brian Dable is the like nucleus of what their offense was. So a new guy is going to have to come in there and try to create something new. And if he ain't Brian Dable, we're going to see the schemes get worse. Like the, like 
what they try to do with him not be as good. But I don't think they have, he, they have a lot of Chiefs s plays like play calling. Oh yes, it's like, I think if so they, I, I see what you're saying. If they could get a running back, maybe they'd be all right. Like a they got to get someone else other than using Josh as a battering ram because I'm tired of like. I think he does good, and it's it's nice and dandy. But he's running head on at these like linebackers, safeties, whoever. Boy, that's so, he could slide. He can go out of bounds. Yeah, like, he got it. He got it. They're running quarterback run. powers though, like Cam Newton. So yeah, that's and what we, he's talking about. We saw but what happened with Cam. They run him out to the side. Like he'll have the sideline, and he'll put his shoulder down and be like, "Yeah, we did it." Like <laughs> he's very Andrew Luck. Like he will put his shoulder down, and he'd be like, "Let's go," or he'll try to hurdle a motherfucker. We right. watched him try to hurdle somebody by the sidelines. He got well, not try. He did actually hurdle that nigga. So, like <laughs> to me, he got to cut that shit out, bro. Because I saw it happen with Cam, and it just cut Cam's ears way shorter than what they probably oh, would definitely. Have. So Definitely. like, and Josh Allen's electric, you know, arm talent wise. Because people forget, Cam had a big arm coming out of college, bro. That man mm-hmm. started taking a beating in in the Carolina. The so, shoulder got fucked up. Exactly, mm-hmm. arm hurting, bro. So I don't want to see that happen to Josh. I want to see like him have his years where it's not cut short because oh, I'm taking a beating because they got me running out here. This is the same thing I'll be saying with Lamar with how the Ravens use him. He's the only reason we get running rushing yards in the offense. I don't think it's the Bills. Like, you see Mahomes run all the time. You never see Mahomes take those hits. Because Josh Allen is just choosing to get hit. I Like, I just, like, it's not their fault. He chooses to get hit. It's their fault because they ain't tapping this man. I'm sort of, hey, if you don't slide your motherfucking ass, bro. Hey, you hear me? (laughs) They ain't telling him to slide it. He was like, I got you, coach. But he was like, bro, the first down market was right there. I had to get it. Bro, see what Aaron Rodgers told Joey Burrow, though. Yeah, that man, hey, I promise you, that man did some shit like that to me and I was the head coach and say it's like second and 10 and he he runs the first, but don't slide. I'm like, hey, yeah, watch this. Come here. (laughs) Bro, hey, Diggs, go run a wildcat real quick. Dumbass, didn't I tell you to slide, bro? (laughs) Like, they were telling Andrew Luck to slide too and it took him like too like he ain't get injured from slide, bro. That man got injured because that offensive line was garbage. The offensive line was bad, but he also <laughs> he he also was taking hits that he ain't needed to take. Oh, hey, right. Yeah, he was. He was. Right, it was a combination at- of both. You can't both take like uh choice hits and take forced hits because your offensive line is bad. Like <laughs> choose one. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So <laughs> looking ahead, or even before we look ahead, we got some news. Sean Payton let the uh Saints know that he will be stepping away or he's he didn't say he's retiring, just kind of like stepping away, I think. He said football is not in his plans for quote this year. Mm-hmm. That's what he told. That's what he told the media when they asked the like the follow-up questions. He did like a 35-minute thing. They were like, Oh, so you trying to go somewhere else? He's like, Football is not in my plans for this year, right now. That can always change. We don't know, but oh, people are definitely gonna try to get him though. So we'll see. I think the I think he might go to TV for a bit. Yeah, I can see it. He, I mean, he might be just he might be gassed out because you look at it, bro. There's those years with the Saints where, like, we're saying that with Rodgers, where they were at the door and we're just like, bro, like, come on, you got that no call against the Rams, some other stuff. Question. Nah, what he's saying is he's saying, hey, we're not going to be good. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Oh, they damn sure, bro. Like Ant said, the cap, no quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's really why he's stepping away. He's like, listen, 
I already see what's about to happen. <laughs> Hey, they, might, they might turn back. Oh, into, no parts. They, might, they, might, they might turn back into the Aints. So last week we did the game predictions. Terrence, let us know how we did on the game predictions last week. Yeah, man. So like he said, last week we did the game predictions. And Nick and myself went two and two. And Keith went one and three. So, yeah, it, was you know, yeah. it wasn't the best for none of us, but. We ain't got to talk about it. Somehow, Mr. Ant himself on his fly route pod went three and one. I ain't saying the man cheating, but, you know. I'm good at this. Bro. He might know somebody. I, I, he, he he got an inside man. I, I got lucky taking the uh, Niners plus 5.5. Like, I thought the Packers were going to win the game. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I, I took the Niners with the points because of the history of how mm-hmm. well the Niners play Aaron Rodgers. I was like, look, they might win. But like they might win by like a field goal, right? Yeah. It ended up just working out the plus five point five because they ended up winning anyway. I mm-hmm. I worked on the Titans though. I knew the yeah. other two. the other two was obvious to me. I feel it. I feel it. So looking ahead, we got some picks again. Terrence is gonna keep count of who we pick out. Uh, Bengals on the road to face the Chiefs at Arrowhead. What you got? Aunt? This is a big game, bro. This is gonna be this Joe Joey B. Uh, my boy Chuck's a big Joe Burrow fan. This is. This is a big legacy moment for him, I think. Uh, uh, here, here's what I'll say, because we're not talking about points or nothing. We're just talking straight money. Straight right up, now. straight up, no points. Mm-hmm. I will. I'm, I'm going to stick with the Chiefs for right now. Like, I think the spread is a situation where you might get me to be in the Bengals, but money line, I'm just not betting against Mahomes. Okay. We didn't see what he can do. We what saw what it was last game. Last game was a shootout. So it's going to be another shootout, but this time you're an arrowhead. You're not at home. And the shit going to be rocking, boy. <laughs> what's the what's the three keys for the Chiefs to win then? Yeah, okay. The number one is 100% the health of Honey Badger. That is that is the key thing. He is still a concussion protocol as of today. So, and we are recording on Tuesday, right? Yeah, because so, Jamar Chase going to terrorize him. Exactly. You know, need Honey oh. Badger to be able to double chase. <laughs> And make sure he doesn't get those ridiculous bomb plays that Joe Burrow and him do so often. Like bro, that's bro. how they got burnt last time. I'm tired of seeing Daniel Sorensen in covers, bro. I'm letting you know right now, to this day, I can go play safety better than this man. He pissing me off, bro. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh my god, bro. I don't know what he got on Andy Reid. He got ownership in the team. Some shit going on, bro. Ooh. They can sign Earl Thomas right now. Earl Thomas played better D than that. Oh, definitely. Well, nobody's nobody's question is whether or not Earl Thomas can play ball, just to be clear. And <laughs> it's no one's question about Earl Thomas. <laughs> what are the other two keys for the Chiefs? <laughs> Number two is Chiefs need to win the turnover battle. They have to try to, they have to be able to either Mahomes needs to take immaculate care of the ball or they need to first force a turnover on Joe Burrow. Burrow had a lot of turnover issues earlier in the season, but the last three games, they really tightened it up. He hasn't thrown any picks. They got to try to find a way to win the turnover battle. And the third thing is that run game needs to stay together and potent. Uh, They got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back. He was pretty good in flashes. But Jarek McKinnon, the last two games – a dude who barely played all season long and just showed up for the playoffs. Boy, been showing his ass. Yes, he has. He's been <laughs> that needs to his career fell off quick, bro. Like 
it, it, it injuries. It was, it was injuries, and he was also on the Niners. And the Niners, yeah. you know, they don't care who it is. They're like, yo, whatever running back is here is going to produce. Whatever yeah. back is hot, bro, that's who's out there. Yeah. And- Listen, what's insane, which I should have looked up, is at home in the in the playoffs, Mahomes' touchdown to interception ratio is insane, bro. Right now, it's probably like 17 or 18 to zero or one. Bro, they say when he and when he gets outside his mechanics is when he like he messes up and turns over the ball. They said he's tightened them up, you know, since like I think it was like week nine. And the thing mm-hmm. with Joe Burrow, like Ant said, Joey B, like, granted, he's been lighting it up this year, but he'll throw interceptions. Like that Baker thing where Baker would throw interceptions, I think mm-hmm. he's better than Baker, but he has that thing that Baker, like, he's not as cocky as Baker, but he got he's like subtle cocky. Like he's cocky. Americans. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it ain't it ain't as flamboyant as Baker, just like, oh, you know, I got the state farm commercials, whatever, or not state farm. What do you think? <laughs> Uh, uh I think it is, um, it's State Farm. Oh, it yeah, I think I well, it's just like Joe Burrow has really tightened it up, like over the last three games, no interceptions, maybe even four now after last week. So, like, he is he has really tightened it up, but you got to see if you can kind of get him out of his pocket a little bit. Those are my three things for the Chiefs to be able to take take this. The Bengals, on the other end, you want the Bengals keys yet, or you want to, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead. Give, give us the, give the people the Bengals. The Bengals first and foremost is that O-line has to play better. It, it, there's You can't give up – you can't give up five sacks, let alone nine, in this game against the Chiefs. Oh, <laughs> you, like, you let Chris Jones hit Joe Burrow like that, I swear to God, the franchise going down the drain. Like, we'll so, see Brandon Allen have that plan. The, the, key, the key thing for this is the Bengals O-line has to, has to, has to play – significantly better like a hundred percent better than they did last week uh because you don't want joe burrow under duress like that all game it doesn't affect his decision making he's just a dude who pops up and just keeps it gay uh and i think that's part of the reason why he could throw those picks is because he's just that confident which is also why the sacks don't shake him yeah (laughs) you take that the second thing is jamar chase needs to have a big day Jamar Chase needs to have a big day because the only reason why they beat the Chiefs last time is because Jamar Chase was burning them. Unstoppable. <laughs> like multiple big plays, completely unstoppable. And if you're not able to repeat those type of performances, we know what Mahomes does on offense. Jamar Chase has to have a big day to keep up. And my last key for them is the Bengals pass rush has to show up, has to show up has to make Mahomes uncomfortable, has to be able to speed up his clock a little bit. We got to see Trey Henderson have a big day. I'm pretty sure they have one more uh, D lineman coming back off injury uh, or like the COVID list or something like that. He's coming back this week. Um, (laughs) His name is escaping me. Uh, That's the other end, I think, because Trey was dealing with concussion protocol. Yeah, but he cleared and he played last week. One of them did not play last week, but he. What think about it. Sam Herbert. Uh, I think it's uh. Is it Sam DJ Reader, uh, is coming back on the D line. Uh, no, he was he was back last week because Larry was out. Larry had a, a injury to his leg, and DJ Reader he had just came back and he was playing good, so he'll be back again this week. He's a big though. They pay him. He's he's a big deal in that in the center of the offense. Mm-hmm. I just think he – I don't know if he's going to win that battle against Joe Tooney and Orlando Brown is playing better. Who are you, you going with, Keith? 
for the Chiefs at the Bengals. All right, so I got a dog in this because I want Mahomes to, like, try to chase Brady, and mm-hmm. he can't lose this. And he, like, so as much as I would love to see what the jungle can do in the Super Bowl, I'm going to go to the uh, Chiefs. Because I, yeah. I, I just want to see – I just want to see Mahomes, like, put more pressure on, like, how many Super Bowls can he really get to? Because he only mm-hmm. got, like, another three more years of Kelsey, maybe. Maybe two, you know what I mean? Because Kelsey's up there. So. Yeah. He got that. I'm going Chiefs as well. I'm All going right. Chiefs. Moving forward, we got the Niners go battle at SoFi, which is damn near their stadium against the Rams. Who you like? <laughs> who you like there, Ant? Yo, I'm taking the I'm taking the Rams, man. And we did this like uh, before they played the last time on on, on my podcast, the Fly Route Podcast, where I was like, "It is, it's, it's finally McVay's time to it gotta be to do it right, like." He is damn near playing for his soul. <laughs> like that's how much Shanahan has been all up in his shit. He is he's damn near playing for his soul. So like I'm gonna take the Rams, and he is finally gonna get over the 49ers hump. But I I won't blame you for saying anything different because like yeah, you go last piece. time I'm taking like the Niners, bro. Last time, yeah, I'm taking the Niners. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Niners. Who you taking? I'm going all right. Well, the, go Rams. the three keys. Who you got the keys for the Rams to win? What the hell, are we, Terrence? So, first and foremost, you cannot allow the 49ers to impose their style of football, which is phys- physical dominance, and they are a resilient bunch. So, just be physical with them. That's what I don't understand. Yeah. How the Rams look at the, who they have on their defense. Why can't y'all be physical with them? Insane, bro. It's insane. So, Obviously, they can they got they got to be physical with, with them and they cannot let them establish the run because obviously we know the focal point of the Niners offense is running the ball. So that's first and foremost. Second, I have which we already said the Niners have beaten them six straight times. The Rams need to be aggressive and have explosive plays. So getting conservative almost cost them the game against the Bucks as well. So Sean McVay. I had to keep his foot on the gas for the whole 60 minutes. So that's my number two. And number three, I feel like they have to win the turnover differential and another stellar performance from OBJ. I feel like he has to be a, a difference maker, you know, in those times where they need someone to make a play, but they might necessarily, hey, yeah, they, they're going to go to Cooper Cup. He got it. OBJ, one-on-one. Got to win those gotta uh, one-on-ones. For more than six receptions, essentially. Like, he got to have a, a fucking yeah. day. Yeah. All right. So you got the keys for the the, the uh the Rams. I got the keys for the Niners. Big shout out to Sergeant Will. This man called me at eleven thirty at night after the Rams game. Boy, I was sleep. <laughs> I said everybody I know that care like obviously I care about Will, but everybody I know, I know where they are, and they ain't got no reason to be calling me at eleven thirty. I was <laughs> I was staying, I was under the blanket buried. Oh, I ain't answering the phone, bro. But the keys, <laughs> keys to the Niners, the number one is uh Trent Williams, their left tackle, his health mm-hmm. is uh, is essential. He wrote he something with his ankles is hurting, bothering him. He rolled it, I think, against the Bucks. Bro, did y'all up. see them put him in motion and come? I was like, bro, no, they've been they've been doing that all year. He I been, know, but I'm saying like he's been cracking people too, bro. bro that's like, scary, bro. <laughs> that is scary. <laughs> they put that's him scary. in motion, he's been slamming dudes, bro. Is he got a highlight reel of catching the dude? 
boop, boop, bye. So Bro, that's insane. That's his scary. health, if you guys think you're going to see Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller, who is playing out of his mind right now, Trent Williams has to be 100%. If Trent Williams is not even 80%, you don't even get close to a win out of the out of SoFi. So that's one key. The second key, Jimmy cannot turn the ball over and has to make big throws. <laughs> and I'm saying, Jimmy, you cannot – you cannot throw the game away against the Rams. You have to – Jimmy has to throw the ball maybe like 15 to 20 times, and there got to be two touchdowns in there, and it has to be money. Like, you cannot – and this – this it's going to be a defining moment for him because if you look at it, for me, if he plays good and they don't win, whoever he goes to is giving them a good deal. Like, once he gets traded, they're going to they're gonna hook him up with a deal. Even if he – what do you think, Ant? He's going to deal no matter what. Yeah, but I'm saying the how big that deal comes out is on him this game. No, I'm telling you, Jimmy G is going to get the bag no matter what. He just says, look at my win-loss. If you don't want me, I guarantee someone else does. Okay, okay. All right. Just true. That's true. That's true. I guarantee someone else does. You think the Steelers won't give me a bag? You think, like, you think the Browns who are thinking about moving Washington uh, Baker Mayfield won't give me a bag? Washington won't give me a bag? The Broncos won't give me a bag? He's like, look, he's in one of those positions where he's like, look, you can say everything you want to say. The numbers don't lie. I, I win. Literally, that's the only number you want to look at, too, because if you go any further, you're going to be like, whoa. <laughs> 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 but, but, if the third cousins can get a bag. Jimmy G is getting the bag. That's all I'm going to say. Don't even get me started on Kirk Cousins. Yeah. The third most important thing for the Niners, that pass rush has to get to Sam, or I was about to say Sam, is Matt Stafford. He has to sack it. Nick Bosa needs to walk away with at least two sacks. Armstead, they moved him to the middle instead of the outside. He's been wreaking havoc from that position switch. They that defensive line has to show up big and a four. If I had to make four, would be D, Debo Samuels, but I know he gonna ball. But you already know he top three. He just yeah. on his own. <laughs> but the, 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 and the Niners got a real big issue is that everybody isn't healthy. Like after that Green Bay game, dudes were hurt. Kittle was hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. Debo was hurt. We saw Trent Williams. Like all those dudes, the Niners have to come out there and be fully healthy. That's the fourth point. If they're not fully healthy, there's no, there's no fucking way you beat this Ramsey. Matthew Stafford would have to, in his 13 years of shit, have to shit the bed <laughs> on Sunday. That essentially what's happened. Because I'm letting you know right now, I brought this up when I was like on Twitter the other day, uh, earlier talking about it. Ain't no other quarterback than young dudes that we named one through six can go sit for 13 years and play bad. I'm letting you know, he got the most four-quarter comebacks. He do. But if I mean, he played good. He put up good numbers. He just went on with the team. Bro, bro. If I'm gonna give him that. If who I'm trying to think, who got number one receiver in the AFC? Dig, Diggs and Allen, right? Say they do not win any playoff games, or like they didn't go to the AFC championship last year, mm-hmm. and they just be bad for 13 years. Josh Allen wouldn't make it to year six. The, okay, but the difference is you're you're Detroit. You've never been good. Like y'all had Barry Sanders in the Like like, don't get it twisted. <laughs> no, no, you don't get it twisted. Check me out. These people had Megatron, right? Ass. You said ass? No, like, they were still ass. Oh, yeah, they were still like, ass. They had Barry Sanders. They were still ass. Like, Detroit is where talent goes to put up numbers and get nothing. 
he played the most dominant receiver to ever play the game. They did have some good defenses, and they did. There, I'm saying in the windows of those playoffs games, he could have won some. Is what I'm saying. He's oh, he was zero and three until the Rams game. Okay. Now I'm not, I'm not talking, I'm not talking about them dog years where they were just bad. Like, okay, you get the pass there, but them three mm-hmm. years, bro. Imagine Mac Jones go zero and three in the playoffs. Like, okay, Terry, imagine he does that. Jim Caldwell oh, went up off of him. Now. <laughs> you got to think about it. Jim Caldwell was rebuilding that team, and partway through him rebuilding that team, they fucking hit the detonation button and started Matt Stafford all the way at step one with Matt fucking Patricia. Yeah, like bro. you not, saw, I'm... you saw Josh Allen continuously with one staff take steps and get better as he went on. You saw Matt Stafford do the same thing with one staff and then they were like reset yeah i mean the reset could have hurt them but i'm talking about those playoff games because them other dudes one through six ain't getting a pass if they go on three like if lamar didn't just beat the Titans last year oh my god boy oh, yeah you already know they, they was on his neck <laughs> boy that man didn't beat the titans it was a wrap like if mahomes would have lost if mahomes loses or would have lost in that super bowl too and Say the last three years, he lost the Super Bowl, lost another Super Bowl, losing the AFC Championship game. Bro, people be all over him because it'd be like, well, what the hell's going on? Like, why are you not winning? Granted, we know the Chiefs' defense is bad, but we know how electric that offense is. So I do think it it is it is a team game with three phases. But once you get in the dance, bro, it is big on the quarterbacks to like, hey, you gotta play damn near perfect. And even you saw you saw Josh Allen play damn near damn he played perfect and didn't get a win. <laughs> Boy, listen, yeah, his defense let him down big time. Yeah, so that was uh cover for the guys and let them know let the people know where they can find you. Shout your stuff out. Anything you want to shout out besides the Bears? Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, y'all can find me on all platforms: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. At the Fly Route Pod. All one word episodes come out every Friday until the season ends. I'm on everything, YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, type in the Fly Route Pod. I'll pop right up. Nice, nice. Terrence, you got anything to say to the people? Stay blessed. Stay safe. And thank y'all for tuning in. Yeah, thank y'all for locking in with us. You can find us at Cover 4 with the guys. All the platforms ain't named. We're on everywhere. Terrence is going to get a Facebook going here real soon for us. I've been on Buddy Top about it, bro. Might have to send this back to go see God himself. He keep playing with me. But, yeah, y'all know where to find us. Thank y'all for tuning in with us. Hope y'all have a good day, good night, and we'll catch you later.